And let me let me start big chilling with my mic close to my mouth. Hold up, I need to get in the big chill. I'm ready. I am officially ready for the big chill. Waiting for you to bring that Big Mac out of, from under your fat roll <laughs> and just start stuffing your face. <laughs> I am. You know it's you know, it's funny because you're fat. You also don't sound <laughs> bass boosted, bitch. I'm, I don't know what you want. Jeff and I are over here sounding like the fucking Kool-Aid man breaking through a courthouse, and you're over I, here sounding like a fucking baby back bitch. I don't know you what you know want from me. You want to know what I would say if I broke through your living room wall right now? Buy a better interface that's $50 cheaper. <laughs> no, no, you nice. want to know what I'd really say? What? Welcome to the third episode of Drunken Jurors. Well done. Well done, actually. <laughs> I like it. This episode, we're doing a little bit different. Uh, we will be skipping the trivia part. We will actually be going straight into the story itself after we do a little introduction. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try a little bit different than normal. Uh, what are you, you okay? You can you not feel the top of your head over there, Nick? No, I'm confused as to why my hair decided to comb uh, over my headset. Uh, I don't know. Your hair's been doing some wild shit all night, but we'll get to that <laughs> later. I, I'm going emo only on the left side of my forehead. You're like you're like my a balding Tobey Maguire in Spider Man Three. <laughs> <laughs> my co-hosts are like the most useless things that have been put on this planet. <laughs> This I do like the floor anything. <laughs> you fuckers. All right, well, we have you. a we have a fun time here. Um, I get paid to show up. Before we get any farther, wait, than you're this, ever, you fucking done. <laughs> Maybe you fucking. Nick, done. Are you done? <laughs> yes, on, I'm Nick. done. I'll shut up. <laughs> All right. Well, before we go any farther, I would like to uh, just say thanks to everyone who has shown support to this new segment that we've been doing. It's it's a lot of fun for us to record. It's a lot of work for me to research. Uh, it's a lot of work for us to get drunk this hard. I don't think anyone understands from the way that I'm watching Nick finger the bottom of his wine bottle. I don't think you guys understand how much effort we put in getting drunk as shit to do this. I don't think you understand how much effort Jeff puts in to edit these when he just <laughs> learned how to edit. I just then... learned how to edit and we're blackout when we do it. So that's <laughs> and then and then I scream really loudly at the end of an episode only for Jeff to fix my audio at the beginning so it's not fixed right. <laughs> but mostly what I want to get to here is uh, before we go any farther, if you're not listening on Podbean, we definitely recommend that you go and check our Podbean. You just go on to podbean.com, type in you hate to see it, and then from there, if you could go and click on the top right corner, there is become a patron. Click on that, pay a little bit, pay a lot, doesn't matter but it helps us out and you get some extra bonus content from us. And you even get to talk to us on a more regular basis, face to face sometimes maybe if quarantine ends, but we can get to that later. But we do appreciate the amount of uh, support we've gotten so far. But coming from there, yet again, this is Drunken Jurors. I'm your host, Jeff. Uh, I'm your favorite person on this podcast, Adam. I'm Nick, and I show up one bottle of wine in. I mean, I'm I'm for Angry Orchards, and so we're good. I mean, yeah, I, I I drink lots. We also may or may not be recording this after our live episode that came up. 
I'm drinking just a glass of rum because I got bored and I like alcohol. And then I'm also drinking Budweiser. So, but I'm going to go refill mine here in a second. So I'm drinking Angry Orchards, and I also have on standby one more Angry Orchards and a few different flavors of Mike's Harders. I am on my second bottle of Bucket List White Moscato. Basically, what we're telling you is we're getting to our inner white woman, and we about to hit some real true crime <laughs> Gr- bullshit. Granted, once I'm done with, it, granted, once I'm, I think there might be more wine. Should I just get fucking blasted on wine tonight? Uh, I'm about to go get blasted. I'm gonna go fill mine up, but we're gonna. Pause I feel like I, I in a second. feel like I need like four of these bottles in order to get blasted. Perfect. Granted, I basically chugged this one. All right, Nick. After uh, after that bullshit that no one gives a fuck about, um. Yeah, so this is a Thanksgiving episode. So, I mean, I just have some general questions. What's uh, what's your guys' favorite Thanksgiving dish? Um, sweet potatoes. Gross. Mashed potatoes. Much more preferred over the sweet potato on my part, but as I, I don't care what your favorite thing is, as long as we can all agree, the green bean casserole does not belong anywhere on that fucking table. I just don't like casseroles. I don't either. I think we've had this discussion before. I think so too, but I think it's fucking disgusting. Yeah. I enjoy green bean casserole. I don't eat it very often, but I'm not opposed to it. Adam keeps trying to sell me his fucking hash brown I'm a casserole man. That's like my main thing to cook is casseroles. I'm a casserole. I'm sorry, but Nick and I will never like anything you make for us then. If you make a hash brown casserole, I'll try it. I'm going to make a cheeseburger casserole at some point. That still sounds sounds, so gross. That sounds sounds not appealing. (laughs) Sounds like not a good time. I think before we get in this, since we're not doing our normal thing where we get drunk off of trivia, but everyone should know we are recording this right after our live episode. So we are drunk. Live episode? The live episode we did. Last the live episode that comes out next week. Or no, 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 Nick. You shut the fuck up. The live episode right. we recorded last week, we're recording this right after it. Dumbass. Okay. I'm just yeah. going to say okay. Okay. I don't think it makes sense. I that, feel like I feel it's not like that hard to follow, you loop. dumbasses. <laughs> but I thought Thanksgiving, we're not drinking for trivia. Maybe we, uh, we all say what we're thankful for. And we take a drink, and then we get into some horrible shit that maybe a lot of people have thought about doing on the holidays. I am thankful for the love that alcohol always gives me, and it doesn't judge me at all, and I really appreciate it. I'm thankful for alcohol. Okay, I can get behind that. I'm thankful for nicotine, even though I no longer use nicotine. It got me through the shit I needed to get through. Oh, <laughs> uh, Nick's not smart about it. <laughs> I miss nicotine. I'm thankful for things that I don't do. <laughs> uh, I'm thankful uh, for the people that produce meth. Even though I, I am. don't do meth. They, they provide oh, God, a very crucial fuck. implement to the industry. <laughs> um, I'm thankful for the guy that made that really important drug, like a million dollars per pill. are you talking about the u.s healthcare no there was some guy that bought the rights to manufacture an entire drug and then raised the price by like 500 percent. pretty sure that's oh you're talking about big pharma 
Yeah. No, it's one guy. It yeah, was big one pharma. guy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, the government, big pharma. No, no, no. The president. Big you want to know? I'll, I'll effort it. I'll effort it. Mar- Martin, Martin, Shrelly, Shrelly, 2015. Uh, he jacked up the cost of a life-saving drug, Daraprim, by. Oh, by 5,000%. Are you talking overnight. about Narcan? No, Daraprim, the thing that I just said. What the fuck its is price it? skyrocketed from $13.50 a pill to $750 per pill. He's oh, in prison now. Oh, to prevent malaria and other kinds of... Yeah, that's something that you kind of want cheap. Yeah, he jacked up from $13.50 to $750. Nice. He's in prison. Perfection. Uh, what I'm thankful for is this bottomless glass of alcohol I'm drinking and the <laughs> fact that we are still recording podcasts and this sexy fucking mic that we got four months later than Nick you that sounds what? great because of our interface. You Ooh. know what? You know what? I'm going to do something hey, that I normally hey, don't do. Hey, Nick, good things come to those who as, wait. As long as what you're about to do isn't show us your dick and balls, I don't care. I'm going to do something that I normally don't do. I'm I... Am thankful to these two who edit regularly and means that I just have to show up for the podcast. He's saying that because he had to edit recently and fucking I wanted did. to kill himself. I did. <laughs> very true. I mean, I also wanted to kill myself because Nick was editing. So, yeah, Adam Same. and I didn't talk to each other for like six days because of this. no, it was like two days, but it was really it was a real awkward two days, <laughs> at least for me. <laughs> I didn't give a shit because I was too angry to care. <laughs> you guys ready to go down a, a fucked up Thanksgiving rabbit hole? Oh, God. Look. So does it involve a Nick Turducken? <laughs> no. It involves a lot of death, though. Does and I mean, involve- like, a lot. <laughs> God, I'm so excited. All right. So. Even on holidays, murder and mayhem can happen. And for one Florida family, Thanksgiving got turned into the worst horror any human being can think of. And that's not even where it stopped. Is it a a Thanksgiving in Florida? Yes. Because I feel like that's pretty bad. Well, the fact that I said a a Florida family, I'm so glad that you could put that together. Yeah, I mean, they could have been a Florida family in Kentucky. That is true. That's not as bad as a Florida family family in Florida. Families do travel around this time of year. True, it's not a quarantine. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait for in five years from now. The biggest news stories of like mass murders are from quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) I've been waiting twenty years to do this," said thirty-five-year-old Paul Marriage, who was overheard muttering this exact phrase amid a shooting rampage that killed four and wounded two others on Thanksgiving 2009. Marriage's extended family had gathered at a home in Jupiter, Florida, owned by Marriage's cousin, Muriel Sitton, and her husband, Jim. After chowing down on a traditional Thanksgiving meal, they'd gathered around the piano and sung Christmas songs. To the delight of six-year-old Michaela Sitton, who was tucked into her bed soon after this. It was as wholesome as you can imagine, until Paul, who had been acting normally all night, produced a gun and began fulfilling his fantasy he had apparently had since he was a teenager. 
You guys, wanna, gonna... you guys wanna take a random guess on what that fantasy was? I would like to submit my guess for the for the Does yours involve ejaculate from No, 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 no. Mine, mine involves winning the Florida State lottery. No. Oh, well, that's all I got. It depends. Is the Florida State lottery actually like other states' lottery, or is it murdering almost your entire family? It's Florida, so no one knows. Yeah, it's, it's okay. really just kind of <laughs> up in the air. Good to know. He was seemingly merciless in his cold-blooded execution of his twin sisters, his aunt, his cousins, and his cousin's daughter at the end of a Thanksgiving dinner celebration. According to police interviews... <laughs> <laughs> with survivors a relative who survived the attack described seeing an evil haunting look on marriage's face so basically how this went down is he shot his aunt raymond joseph who was 76 at the time once in the shoulder then as her husband Hunt. Coward- Hunt. his aunt's name was raymond yeah raymond raymond joseph That's- that's, That's rough. You no know one else is rough. The fact that I can still hear Aries with that fucking bottle. <laughs> well, no one else is rough being named after Ray Romano. So <laughs> I'd take, I'd consider that an honor. As a else, woman. <laughs> you want to know what I'd... else is rough? The fact that I can't fight my dog for that fucking bottle he's chewing on because I will lose. <laughs> her husband then cowered on the ground next to her, trying to stop the bleeding. He then held the gun to her chest and fired again, blowing a hole into her sternum. Joseph or Joseph's husband later recalled. It's weird saying Joseph's husband later recalled because their last name was Joseph, but her husband was there next to her when he decided to put the gun. So this <laughs> you is can't, really, you also this can't is say a, Raymond's husband's because that yeah, it doesn't work. Same, uh, confusion. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but what do you think her? What do you think her husband called her? Do you think he called Ray. her Ray? Ray? Do you think so? Probably Ray. What was her middle name? Maybe it was I, something cute and uh, girly, no like Susie, or, or maybe it was Luke. Cause who fucking <laughs> knows for this woman? She got the fucking shit draw of life, didn't yeah. she? Also, who the fuck shoots someone in the sternum? He purposely? died, guys. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think you picked up on that yet, but she's dead. I don't know. I she like really I picked the short end of the stick. I don't know. I feel like I could eat one of the sternum and keep on trucking. I. I don't sternum think you know what's behind. Yeah, but I don't you think know you know what's behind that sternum. Yeah, I was like, you don't know what's behind the sternum. I think <laughs> sternum's a very strong bone. I feel like I could shrug it off. Really? Hold yeah. on, hold on. We're gonna have a serious conversation. How strong of a bone do you think the sternum is? I also remember hold it's on, connected on. to only ligaments hold on. and cartilage. No, hold on. Don't answer for him. How strong of a bone do you think the sternum is? Something that could definitely take at least a 32 caliber bullet. That's fun because your sternum is only cartilage. It's not a bone. Oh. Yeah. This is awkward. That's this is why, where I expect- that's, that's why when people give CPR and they hear a crack, it's because people's sternums are cartilage. You're not breaking ribs. You're pushing the cartilage down. This is, uh, this is where I expose myself as a fool. A fraud, some would say. It's almost like you're a fool, Harry Potter. If Morgan ever listens to this, she's going to fucking laugh. So (laughs) We're playing to an audience of one, but we will get that one. (laughs) When that one person listens, everything will be worth it. 
After fatally shooting Joseph, he then killed his twin sisters, Carla Marriage and his pregnant sister, Lisa Knight, who were both at the age of 33. Sitton doesn't think that Marriage planned to kill Michaela, but thinks he became jealous when he saw the family delighted in her singing earlier in the night. Sitton said he tried to snuff out the light. He came into a baby's room, he saw her innocence, and walked in and purposefully killed her. When he pulled the trigger on this sleeping girl, marriage did so with the most whole, most awesome cruelty, a witness said. After shooting Michaela Sitton, age six, in her bed on Thanksgiving Day, the last of the four relatives police said he killed that day, he left the room but immediately hesitated. Apparently not convinced that his work was done, he returned to her bed, shot her again, leaving her to die with a bullet in her back, another in her hip, and one more in her head. After the mass murder, marriage went on the lam for weeks until January 2010, when a tip was called in after an episode of America's Most Wanted that highlighted the murders. With thoughts of suicide weighing heavily on his mind, he'd been laying low in the Florida Keys under an assumed name, living off the $12,000 in cash he had withdrawn the day before Thanksgiving. $12,000, you say? What was the name he was living? He was pretending to be. Was it Raymond Joseph? That's not. That's not public knowledge. Maybe it was marriage spelled correctly. Maybe Raymond's marriage. Raymond Holt, as in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, Raymond Romano. All right, you guys fucking suck. I'll just keep reading. <laughs> The last detail further underlined how premeditated marriage's crime had been. The Palm Beach Post described him as an estranged recluse who'd clashed with his sisters in the past. Once had taken out a rest- one of them had once taken out a restraining order against him a few years prior, but at the 2009 Thanksgiving, everything seemed calm, at least on the surface. But court records show in the weeks before the meal, he had painstakingly and discreetly spent $2,000 on at least four guns and ammunition in two different gun shops. He even asked for a scope to be attached to a bolt-action Remington 700 rifle. He said he wanted to use it for hunting. To be... I want to know why inside of a house that he was planning on killing people, he needed a fucking scope on a rifle. To be fair, that sounds like a dream Christmas to me. To be fair, I feel like a blunderbuss would have been a great fucking Christmas present, and I don't know why this guy didn't get that instead. I mean, so this is Thanksgiving. That's probably why. Well, you you do normally buy most things for Christmas before Thanksgiving, or right after. Blunderbuss is really just a shotgun, and shotguns are what you use to take down turkeys. And but I feel like a blunderbuss is much more fun. How much do you know about taking down turkeys, Nick? I know nothing about taking down turkeys. It fucking shows. Yeah, that makes sense. I I know a lot about Dick Cheney and quail, but that's like the extent of my turkey knowledge. Um, do you know that uh, the president pardons turkey every year, Nicholas? I did know that. Yes. Mm. Yes, I did. You know, real fucking sexy. Is hunting quail nothing like hunting turkeys? No, not at Uh, all. Quail are much smaller bird. So. Quail are, quail are very tiny small. Actually. Is quail good? I've never had quail. Quail's pretty decent. Hmm. Very quail small bird, though. Very, very tiny. So, tiny I, bird. 
much big. I, I <laughs> talked to Kristen about this the other day. Wild turkey compared to store-bought turkey? Wild turkey? Much fucking larger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On average, if I am correct, I, I know I'm not going on record saying this, but if I am correct, a wild turkey on average weighs over 20 pounds, like significantly. So at the the and office, you're building, lucky to find those in the supermarkets. At the office building at work, uh, apparently, for the past not this year, but for the six years prior, there was a turkey that would move in and sleep in the revolving door of the building. It didn't happen this year because the building's actually open and occupied, but I'm very sad I didn't get to see the turkey that lives there. You're not sad? That thing would have scared the fuck out of you? I've never seen a wild turkey before in person. Really? Yeah. Nick, there are literally wild turkeys in a forest about 20 minutes away from my house. I, I didn't know that turkeys lived that close to here. Yeah, no, turkeys, yeah, they're... It blows my mind that things like like that a wild turkey. I think of something that's like from bumfuck nowhere. Turkeys Fuck are you. fucking everywhere in uh, America, and that's why Benjamin Franklin wanted the turkey to be our national bird instead that. of the bald yes. eagle. Because they're fucking everywhere. I didn't know that. I knew about the Benjamin Franklin thing. I didn't know turkeys were that prevalent. They're they're slightly less prevalent than deer. We also have uh, beavers. At work beavers are fucking insane you can, there are a lot of vaginas at your work cat there that is true <laughs> catholics can eat beaver on lent yes on we've been over this on the podcast even have we yes huh. you were on you were on your lent bullshit during our podcast oh yeah so no one fucking cares this is awkward now do you think turkey counts as an aquatic animal? No. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yourself. <laughs> Marriage had been asking his parents for days about the Thanksgiving event, but never committed to attending said Thanksgiving dinner. But his parents also never told the people that were hosting it, a.k.a. Jim and Muriel Sitton, that he was even going to be attending this Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, when he called that evening to announce that he was on his way, his mother couldn't resist a sinister thought. She then said, I hope he doesn't come and kill us all tonight. Is, which is what she told her daughter, Lisa Knight, according to a Jupiter police department, police uh, report. To be fair, that's what I say before any of you fuckers come to my house. So I'll give it to her. That is fair. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Lisa Knight then said, Mom, it came to my mind, but don't say that to Dad because Dad would get upset that we even had this type of idea. So, I mean. I wonder if Dad's upset now, pussy. Isn't Dad dead? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to find out or pay attention to the story? Patrick Knight <laughs> aboard certified civil civil trial lawyer from <laughs> Miami uh, would be a star witness for the prosecution in the trial of this. Um, at one point during this, he was lying shot and wounded on the living room floor. So For, so, for the trial? No, no. For a fun fact, he was a part of this. Ooh. Yeah. So Patrick Knight, aka husband of Lisa Knight, who was pregnant, 
yes. Yeah. Yeah. Patrick Knight is a board certified civil lawyer. And his wife got murdered in this. That's going to be. While he was there. Huh. He was lying shot and wounded, wounded on the living room floor. And he witnessed Paul shoot Michaela once, leave the room, stop, then re-enter the room and heard two more gunshots. He then said it was quick and that he then went and shot her again, came out, and almost instantly, like a second thought, went right back in, shot her again and again, I guess to make sure that she was dead. Perfectly balanced. So this happens should be. This happened on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Paul Marriage was captured on January 2nd, but he seemed dazed by his own deeds and worried about his future. Records show he rambled on in a police interrogation, implicating himself in the murders without discuss- discussing them directly. How do you how do you ramble on about murders without ex- addressing them directly? Wouldn't you like to know the quotes I'm about to read? Okay. It's impossible, you know, to reconcile what happened with me. It's just, it's not even real. I'm not violent. I've never been violent. I'm not a criminal or a drug addict. It's just unbelievable what I've done to everybody. That's oh. how. <laughs> That Nick hey. is yep, how you do nope, it. That's, uh, also, oh, that's not it. Oh no, that is it. Never mind. Ignore me. <laughs> so that's not a direct admission of guilt, <laughs> but that's circumstantial as fuck. Truth. So, well, I know what else is circumstantial. My pee pee. <laughs> Sorry, I've I've hit a new level of drunk right now. I'm feeling great. <laughs> so Paul, seemingly unaware of the workings of the court system and scale of the criminal charges that would face him, he asked a police officer if he would be facing quote unquote a long process. And then quote unquote a year, maybe two years. Well <laughs> typically told, <murder. laughs> told that the weight of a trial would be lengthy, he wondered what would happen next. What about afterwards, he asked. What's the worst case scenario for this? Uh, fun fact for you guys listening. Anyone can, I, can, I, can I guess the fun fact? You can guess the fun fact. Florida's a death penalty state. Yeah, Florida's a death penalty <laughs> state. Florida <laughs> likes to kill fuckers like this. De- Florida's a big fan of capital punishment, I'm guessing. Florida likes the death of its natives, <laughs> as does the rest of the country. Huh. What's the worst case scenario for this? Well, if prosecutors have their way, the worst case scenario is death. The state's attorney's office is seeking the death penalty for Paul. His court hearing was set for November, set for November of 2010. Um, but his public defenders are expected to pursue an insanity offense, which could result in Paul being sent to a mental hospital instead of death row. Uh, Paul was obviously hoping for the insanity plea. Um, after the case, he said, hopefully I get sent to a hospital, which is what he told his father on the phone from jail. We've but talked months... about how hard those are to get, right? Yes, they are what, okay. extremely Fath- difficult. Fathers or jail? 
No, I know fathers are hard for, for me to. It's like for you, they're both equally yeah. as difficult. Um, do you, if you want to really go into it, in the insanity defense is the hardest defense to get. Yeah, I, it, by far, it yeah. is extremely, extremely, extremely hard to determine that someone could not understand the actions that they were doing at the for, time of killing someone. For for a very just like two sentence explanation for anyone listening, the. Insanity defense, basically, so in normal homicide, the burden of proof lays on the prosecution. If you go for the insanity defense, the burden of proof then switches and goes on to the defendant, which is very hard. So months later. That's not bad, Nick. That's not bad. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) So months later, Paul was sitting in the Palm Palm Beach County Jail, and he seemed shaken by the horrors of his alleged deeds. He then called his father, collect, of course, at his Miami area home, begging forgiveness. He then said, quote, I think about them. I think about heaven, you know. I think about them constantly. I don't know how I could have done what I've done to everybody, everybody I've hurt. His father, then sounding dry and defeated in a static-filled recording of the jail phone call, had then told Paul, we have nothing. You have nothing. This is a total nightmare, and our lives have changed forever. Imagine that. Just imagine the fact that you you literally murdered your entire family and then went, oh, my God, I fucked up. I mean, oh. fair response. <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, I feel like if I were to go on that, that would be one of the first thoughts to go through my brain was, oh, fuck. But that's but just I, me. No, but I think Honestly, you're wrong. Nick, Nick, if it was you, I would. Your first thought would be, "Oh, thank God," and then I fucked up. <laughs> all right. So in October, well, first of all, because you've been, "Oh, thank God," because you found your dad, and then you fucked up because you killed your dad immediately after finding him. No, so, no, 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 no. The dad doesn't die in this scenario. So. <gasps> so maybe you're just saying, "Oh, thank God," the dad. whole yeah. time. I get to keep my dad. No. <laughs> so excited in october of 2011 paul pled guilty after making a deal that would spare him the death penalty but instead of the death penalty he received seven life terms instead oh as you might expect the case caused a huge rift in the family both emotionally and legally who would have thunk can i can i Uh, ask a question those caused a rift in the family multiple bullets but (laughs) some would say yes you're not wrong can I ask you a question? No. Were these uh, sentences uh, consecutive? Yes. Wouldn't you like to find out? I would. We might get to that. I don't know. Okay. Actually, okay. I don't know. <laughs> um, I will look it up afterwards if we don't get to it. But okay. And then, and then yes. it's into right here. <laughs> I'm gonna assume yes. <laughs> cool. But cool. as of right now. I don't fucking know. Um, I have a real quick question. Um, If you have seven life sentences, whether they're stacked or they're consecutive, what the fuck's the difference? Okay, so so you're saying stacked and consecutive. Stacked and consecutive would be the same thing. All right, so like happening at the same time or one after another? Yes. 
So consecutive would be happening one after another. Stacked in what you were trying to say is stacked as they are all happening at the same time. Yes. So life sentences at the minimum are 25 years. Yes. So it's 25 in, to life or life sentence. Yeah. Yeah. So. so life sentences are 25 at a minimum on a very, very, very good. After 25 years, you're eligible for, eligible for parole. Unless you have life without parole, which is 25 years till you fucking die. Yes. Now, so there, there are certain cases where you'll have like seven counts of, of life, of life, life sentences. Yeah. Life sentences. And then say this guy's a mafia hitman and he's like, Hey, Hey, can you help us get, you know, help us find the bodies and we'll take a couple life sentences off. Guy's still going to die in jail, but, but. But it's a little, little tiny light at the end of the tunnel. So something that I want to get into in the near future to like really, for our our listeners to really understand the insanity plea and consecutive death penalty, like death sentences, is uh, Pete Holmes, aka the guy who shot up the uh, Batman premiere. Ooh, right. Yeah, the guy who shot up the Aurora, the Aurora movie theater premiere of batman just as a joker the, yeah the dark knight one yeah, yeah the dark knight or no the dark knight rises right yeah. yeah but the guy who shot that up um got the i don't know if it's the entire united states or just california but has the record for the most consecutive life sentences as a person like really in that state or the entire country yeah it was in colorado so. yeah it's in colorado Guess how many of that is, Nick? 18. Adam, you want to take a guess? I, I don't know. Let's say remember. 32. I don't remember. It's over 140. Oh! He killed <laughs> he killed and maimed so many people in that, and no one knows about it because he took the he tried to take the insanity plea. And that mucked so much of the trial. That, that's why I want to get into it. Is it mucked so much of the trial that no one understands that he has almost the world's largest amount of consecutive life sentences? <laughs> weird flex. Hold on, weird flex. Let's do that for the Justice League Snyder Cut release, like around that time, because that's going to be a hot search topic. I'm not against it. Mm, was he ever held competent in the trial? <laughs> yeah. He was okay. He, he stood trial. Yeah, that's why he ended up with so many consecutive licenses. Paul's brother-in-law, Patrick Knight, who had lost his wife and was himself gravely wounded in the shooting, said he was eager to move on from what the tragedy from the tragedy instead of the enduring years of appeals. But Michaela's grieving father, Jim Sut- Jim Sitton, begged the judge not to accept the deal, even falling to his knees in the courtroom. The Sittens also filed a lawsuit against Paul's parents, alleging that they invited him to the gathering without warning the host that their son might be dangerously might be dangerous, according to the NBC Miami. I guess they filed a civil suit against the parents. I guess this depends on like yes, that makes sense if he had previous like reckless or if he kind of behavior before then right yeah i mean you 
Like if, if he's been known to like murder cats, like I would definitely fucking do that. It's nothing like that, but it's been known that he wasn't the friendliest. Like he hadn't really talked to the family a lot. He hadn't been super. Then that well, like being unfriendly and not talkative. As a parent, I would invite my my unfriendly, not talkative child to everything because I want to form a connection with them regardless. Exactly. It's, it's like literally bringing me to something. Well, like, he's probably not really going to talk to you unless you talk to him. But, yeah. but like, yeah, like there's a difference between like if, if he shows sociopath characteristics, that's one thing. But if he's just not Hold friendly. On, Adam. Not Hold talkative, on. I think this is another educational thing we need to go over. Do you know the difference between a sociopath and a psychopath? No. <laughs> Jeff, would you like to? I can. You want to give the definition of one? I'll give the definition of the other. I'd love to. Which one would you like to do? I would love to do sociopath. If you would you like, like to start, you start would, with psychopath. I would love to give psychopath. So I don't know if you knew this, but about eighty percent of Wall Street billionaires are psychopaths. Psychopaths are extremely organized, extremely intelligent, and extremely charismatic. Uh, they often have IQs that are burgeoning on genius. Uh, they also feel zero sympathy and zero empathy towards anyone they're dealing with. So, psychopaths, for example, would be Sheldon uh, Cooper, Ted, Bu- Ted Bundy. I, I'm going for TV. Sheldon Cooper. Uh, Dexter. Big Bang Theory. I've never seen Dexter. If you never, yeah, Dexter is one. Yes. Uh, but Ted Bundy was extremely charismatic, uh, extremely intelligent. And Adam, Adam, list list a couple serial killers. You know, we'll tell you if they're psychopaths or not. John Wayne Gacy, sociopath. sociopath. Ted Bundy, psychopath. Psychopath. That's it. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. The, also, also, I, also, I'd like to explain that there is no such thing in the DSM, which is the diagnostic, diagnostic, whatever manual for psychology. There is no psychopathy in so in sociopathy. Those see, aren't actual things. See, this is why I'm a broadcasting major, Clinical. and I shouldn't be doing a podcast with law enforcement people. <laughs> well, this is exactly why you're here. <laughs> sociopaths or your below average IQ human beings who also lack empathy they suck at communicating with human beings they cause your typical school shootings mass murders they're not so much serial killers but if they are they're really good at killing and getting away and not talking to anyone about it Ted Bundy really good at killing people and then going back and talking to people and just dealing with it Ed Kemper great great just description of a of a socio or a psychopath ed kemper literally murdered people and then hung out the bar of the people who are investigating him yep sociopaths not smart don't care about people cannot show any human emotions that's the different so the whole thing that i see or that determines sociopath from psychopath for me, that's really easy to show. Psychopaths lack empathy, but can fake it. Yeah. They can show that they care about other human beings. Not well. Not, not well, well. But, but they, can, they do. They, can, they yeah. can fake that they care about you long enough to get you into a secluded area to do things that no human being should do to you. 
Or, or do a great sales pitch like on Wall Street or in whatever. Psychopaths acknowledge empathy exists and are able to fake it. Like Jeff said, they're able to fake it. Sociopaths can't, can't, don't even real. They don't. So the way it was always described to me was psychopathy is empathy askew. Sociopathy, there's just nothing there. There's no moral compass. There's just yeah. They don't give a fuck what they do or what you do or how other people treat other people. Yeah, and they're also also, dumb. There's also the nature versus nurture nurture thing, which is that's just a completely different fucking can of worms to open. (laughs) That that also leads back to the Ed Kemper part. Yeah, that we might do on Patreon or yeah for our patrons. I might do a Ed Kemper thing. Leading criminal leading criminal psychologists will say that psychopathy is nurture while sociopathy is nature so it's just something that you're kind of born with but that's a that, that's a another massive can of worms to open it's crazy shit honestly mm-hmm. if you really get into that stuff it's uh, dark triad really fucked up also, honestly the the amount of people who are actually like sociopaths or psychopaths Isn't is it like 8%? terrifying is it like Eight percent of people are psychopaths. Yeah, and then it's almost equally as much for sociopaths. It's it's terrifying how many fucked up human beings are out are out in the world. If someone brought a rattlesnake or a pit bull to your home without your permission, and that pit bull started attacking and killing people, wouldn't you hold that person responsible? Jimmy Sutton said. That's I feel like a is. pit bull and a human are two yeah. different things. Yeah, that's where you lose me on that. Uh, it, one, uh, one of them can wield a gun. <laughs> one of them has thumbs. One of them has free will. Also true. One of them has a bigger brain. Whether they no. use all of it or not, one of them has a bigger brain. That's what this is. We're seeking justice with every means at our disposal. The lawsuit was eventually d- dismissed in 2012. After it was determined that marriage had no legal or ability to control the actions of their son. Yeah, how 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 old is he again? He, at the time of the murders? The son. Was, yeah, he was 34? Yeah, absolutely no He's control. Yeah. He was under 18, different story. But even even then, like you're you're an adult, you're responsible for your If he actions. was under 14, he also as as we will get into cuz I'm giving like an overview right now, what we will get into is like there's no thing that shows that he shouldn't be responsible for what he's doing. There's yeah. no signs of him him being like someone who has to have other people responsible for what he is doing. So, to the extent, Paul had no problems that the entire family had known. And this is what was said by uh, the marriage's attorney, Alan Rawson. Um, If the Sittens were concerned he was going to be a problem that day, then they should have stopped them. It was their house. They should have protected their family as well as the marriage family if they were that concerned about him showing up. I mean, I... There's still a whole bunch of that's not really the parents' fault. Yeah, and there's a whole bunch of you love so, your kids unconditionally, and even if they are shit people, you try to form that connection. And so Adam's looking at. So here in a couple lines, I'm going to get into more of his childhood and stuff. And from the parts that I remember reading, aka when I wasn't fucking drunk, uh, there's there's no parts that his parents should be blamed for anything of this. 
but we'll get into that more. So also named in the lawsuit is Dr. Antonio Joseph, whose whose wife was also murdered by Paul. So you remember Joseph? All the Josephs? You remember Joseph? Like Raymond? Raymond Joseph? Yeah. Raymond yeah. Joseph. Yeah. yeah. So uh, also What a beautiful a, lady. Yeah. Also named the lawsuit is uh her husband, Antonia Antone? Antonia. It's just A N T O I N E. Is that Antone? Antone? Is it Antoine? So, I'm gonna Antoine? Need a it might be Antoine. That makes more sense. It's Antoine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna need a quick run 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 around rundown on all the names. We'll Joseph, that that, that's not his parents? Like, Joseph's? Rem- Joseph's are not his parents, no. Raymond isn't his mother? No. That's Who's, his aunt. That's his aunt. Raymond's his is his aunt along with His mother's Joseph's. never named. I don't think his mother is... Oh, she wasn't or, involved in this? I don't, I don't think she was alive during this. His aunt is 79 at this point. I don't think his mother uh, is alive. I don't I don't see anything from what I remember. Maybe earlier on I might have mentioned his mother, but No, oh, you no, did hold not. on. I don't think yeah, I don't think I did, but I You did not mention his mother. Yeah. I oh I only mentioned his father, but yeah, What's this no, his name? not What? What's this schmuck's name? The schmuck is Paul Marriage. Paul uh George, I think might be his middle name. Hold on, let me go check this real quick. I can't find it. I can't find his full name, but Paul Marriage, yeah. I think it's Paul George Marriage or something like that. Joseph is Muriel Sitton's father. His sister is Carol Marriage. Joseph had apparently treated Paul and therefore was well aware of his mental instability, as was the rest of the family, and his parents contended. After this, a tangled web was formed basically within the family there was one tiny bright spot in all this during the marriage's trial the sittens announced that muriel was pregnant with her second child and the and this caused obviously newspapers to respond to this what was last said was we're having a girl but it's very bittersweet there will always be someone missing said miss sitton so, kind of, uh, we're going to go into a little bit of, like, a backstory of this guy. Okay. I'm excited. Kind of, kind of try to lead to where so the fuck we I've got. Because seen... no human being. So, I don't know if I said it at the beginning. But basically, this guy, uh, no, I did say it at the beginning. Um, He he muttered, I've been waiting 20 years to do this. So, so I've I seen... do remember that. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not going to lie. I looked up a picture of this guy. No, oh, that's fine. I mean, it's a picture. What, can, I'm going I'm to share this with Adam. You should also share it with our viewers if you're going to share it with me. Truth, you should. You should. Yeah, as our so, as our social media manager, you as should definitely our, share as it. our as the you hate to see it social media savant. I will share it with our uh, people. Also, I'm going to need the Twitter login at some point again. Just new phone, new Twitter. This is our this is our friendly Mister Marriage, who honestly, honestly, actually, I see. I do see guilt in those eyes, personally. Not not the right one. The right one looks like the man who's possessed. The left one the, looks like a man who definitely fucked up. The right one's the one that fucking killed. <laughs> yeah. The one on the left is a guy who definitely fucked up. So, before all of the uh, the wanted posters of Paul, 
and the uh, the terrible events that happened that night, and the restraining orders and the conflicts and the breakdowns that all happened within that family. There was a promise made on his senior page in his high school yearbook by Paul Michael marriage to all 32 members of his family. I love you now and will forever. But forever. Oh, this didn't was last. his high school yearbook? Yes. But clearly forever did not last. More than 17 years later, Paul is being hunted and accused of brutally killing four of those family members after the Thanksgiving dinner and then disappeared into the night, leaving a dead aunt and his six-year-old daughter and his cousin's six-year-old daughter and both of his twin sisters, whom one of whom was pregnant. So the guy in the yearbook, that who I went to high school with, said Jacqueline Kirtley, who sat next to Paul in AP Biology, the stuff she'd seen in the news, eh, we don't recognize the, that as the same person. So I, I do have a uh, random question that um, the pregnant one, was that considered two murders or one? How far it, along in the pregnancy uh, that's not versus a, that's, rulings? That's, that's not a far along thing. That's more of a state thing. Yeah, we don't get to determine that. Uh, certain states do count it after a certain amount of time as a separate count, and Florida might yeah. be one of those states. I thought I've I thought it was like after so long, like once once you it's, could no longer abort it, it that's it, when it is, it is a state, double murder. It is state, state by, by state. state. I can look at that. I'll, I can try and effort that real quick, and and make sure it's in two thousand nine. People are wondering how this seventeen year old who wrote. I have been so lucky to be blessed with having twin sisters and being your protective older brother became the 35 year old who killed both of them. And how did mom and dad thank you for all that you have given me turn into allegedly reloading his gun and saying to dad, I've been waiting 20 years to do this to all of you. So if he's 33, he's 35. He's when he murdered them. I thought you said he was 33. I could be wrong. 20 years but, from 17. No, he said he's been waiting 20. No, it was 35. 35. So I'm just trying to do the math of when 20 years was versus when he wrote in this yearbook. It was before he wrote in the yearbook, basically. Mm. Is we it also past? Can't determine exactly when he decided to change things. Yeah, I was. I was like, when does the uh, general time span leave? Where like I could say somewhere in high school. I was born 20-ish years ago, which was 24 years ago, but that's still 20-ish years ago. Florida, so I efforted it. Yeah. Fantastic. Did you find the raccoonses? (laughs) States that whom... uh, Florida states that... Or hold on, let me get this. This is in 09-10. Let me... Let me... Okay, so Florida state... uh, I don't know what that actually stands for, but... 775.021 parentheses 5 states that anyone who commits a criminal offense and in the process causes bodily injury to or the death of an unborn child commits a separate offense in the provision or statute does not otherwise specify provide a separate offense for 
such death or injury to an unborn child. At the end of the subsection, the state defines unborn child as a member of the species Homo sapiens. So, so at could, any stage of development, who is carried in the womb. So we could have said this. So conception. That, hold on, we could have also put this together from the fact that he killed six people and got sentenced to seven consecutive terms of life. Oof. We could, probably could have just put, we could have this, probably just put that together. This but guy. this is drunk us and drunk me telling you. you we fucked I'm up. Gonna, I'm gonna finish we fucked up, wine. but also now you know more about Florida. You do. And I'm gonna finish the rest of my wine now. As long as this is specific to 2009-2010, Nick. I can look up the law, actually. Mar- well, I mean, from what I just told you, means it was specified <laughs> to that, but we can get to that later, I guess. <laughs> You can cut it around. <laughs> Paul Marriage's mother has said he has had a nervous breakdown and he had a nervous breakdown at 19. I mean, haven't we all? Truth. Honestly, like several more. Years yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Actually, I spent an, most of my teenage years in nervous breakdowns. But... <laughs> As an honors student at the University of Miami, he battled severe depression and obsessive compulsive disorder. I'm going to say Summer's- same. <laughs> Family members declined to discuss the specifics of what happened and that he was even well-liked and driven. But the picture painted by the family members and police reports of Paul marriage today is that the breakdown never ended and that he became a troubled man suffering from insomnia, obesity, and a receding hairline and OCD, repeatedly bathing and shaving, struggling to make decisions and unable to hold a job. He skipped his medicine at that he skipped his medicine, attempted suicide, and routinely threatened to kill one of his sisters. According to a complaint the sister filed, then withdrew in 2006, which we can probably piece together as that restraining order that never went through. I'm gonna... I would like to question, Nick, are you this man? <laughs> oh, one, I'm able to hold down a job. Two, really the only thing here... Tell us about your hairline, though. First of all, this Superman curly cue in the middle of your head that is somehow halfway up your forehead is very uncomfortable to look Let's at. Let's talk about his three quarters up his hip fucking... Let's talk about how my widow's it's peak is thrown double. All right, Fuck. let's look at your ha- let's look at your five head. So here we go, here we go, there you go. Here, enjoy, enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, the two of us are going to enjoy because this isn't a video podcast yet. The thing that you're doing that, and then I just look like this naturally, just proves a point. Look at my, look at my luscious hair along with my luscious interface. That sounds so much better. It's fine, Adam. We're gonna have a skin yarmulke in five years. Uh, Also, I am posting a bunch of pictures to the Discord. If you are, I don't know if you've seen them, or Adam. I mean, I've seen them, but I haven't. Because I closed the disc. So, yeah. All the things said in his yearbook were nothing like the person Kurtley and her high school classmates knew in 1992. Paul Marriage graduated third in his class from uh, from Gullivere Prep. Holy a privacy shit, haven, small. A privacy haven for the children of Miami's well-to-do. He played football, baseball, and soccer. He led the French Honor Society. He was driven and mature. He was handsome and fit. Personable, but yet quiet. Well-liked, if not precisely popular. He was a smart kid at a private school, so none of us were really popular. 
is what Curtly said while laughing. So if if we look at the pictures I posted, so Adam now knows. Baby back bitch. I was gonna do a breakdown. Oh well, go ahead and do a breakdown. So if you look at his high school pictures, he looks probably no more than one seventy five. Yeah, he 80? does not look like a two ten human being. No, no. So, so I in in high school. I looked like this, and I was significantly taller and weighed less than two ten. So, and I also didn't 30... have a receding hairline. To, <laughs> well, he was thirty five years old when this warrant. Uh, no, but like you look at him in school, like it looks like he doesn't have a good hairline. I mean, it's not. It looks. Are you just saying this because the fact that you don't have a good hairline now? Lo- no, I was gonna say it looks better than mine, to be honest. I mean, his, a lot his of widow, his widow's peak doesn't look like the Grand Canyon. True. Uh, like I, he looks inter- like he looks sociable from yeah, the pictures he that they show. Yeah, he looks like a sociable person in high so, school. Obviously, so Nick, the the first one you posted here, the the one that's like a left and a right with the please help us find yeah. him. The left one clearly looks like the high school photo of him being two ten. Or something like that, because like he looks much much thicker in the left photo than the right. Yeah, one. yeah, his face is a little thicker. Uh, so yeah, maybe the right thick. one. Is, I don't. I don't know because it doesn't make sense. Because like the left one, and the right one are like two completely different human beings. Honestly, honestly, yeah. If you showed me those two people, I'd be like, the are they? Different, I, they're I different people. Convinced, like, I could be convinced that those are two different people. Yeah, I don't know, but still, he was technically a success story in the making i thought he'd be running a company or a business or something like that said bob schweed who was marriage's football coach for half a season marriage pushed himself hard schweed recalled he was a kicker and kicking is a specialty not something that would be taught in practice so he practiced it on his own all right, so if he was this size and played football and he was just a kicker, never mind, I recall everything I fucking said earlier. Uh, this, he this makes sense? <laughs> he played soccer on a football field. Um, dude, dude are, are kickers not actual football players, Jeffrey? Is that what you want to tell me? In the NFL, they are. And in college, they are. In high school, they're any position player that can kick a fucking football better than you. Okay. That is how it goes in high school. <laughs> okay. Unless you're a private school. So technically he might have been good, but only if he could kick better than anyone else on the team. That's fair. In class, he was confident and he always had a plan. His plan was to go to the to UM and become a doctor, according to other classmates. So University of Miami. Um, but those people also asked not to be named in uh his trial, so we don't have their names. Well, that's because they went to the University of Miami. Well, yeah, exactly. Most people who go to Miami play that play football don't want their fucking names repeated. <laughs> you want to know someone who's real famous that Nick loves, and I guarantee you he loves that went to Miami? Give me one Bears player that went to Miami, Nick, that you uh, love. Devin Hester? Yeah. Uh, well, he also had, like... Why do you have like bad taste in NFL teams, Nick? I'm, what do you want from me? To go for the Green Bay Packers? No. Fuck you. I, I don't want you to do that. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> and I don't like the Bears. <laughs> the Bears are fu- The only time the Bears were ever grow- good was when they do the shuffle. 
but so 85 <laughs> yeah no not not even as the actual sport just doing the shuffle they were good if it helps my alternate team is the falcons no why <laughs> <laughs> so even at 17 paul was worried about that he might go bald I guess his father didn't have a lot of hair, so he tried to start using Rogaine in high school as a, pre- a preventative measure. Doesn't hair come from your mom's side? Yes. Uh, oh, so really? Fu- I actually, I actually yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, he fucked up side. early on. <laughs> oh, but I'm fucking fine. In, in Kurtley's yearbook, uh, she, um, Paul congratulated her on getting into MIT and complimented her personality and praised her. Zest to experience life in every way. And gave a friendly word of warning. You better watch out for with those northern guys. For some reason, I don't think they have what it takes to treat a girl right. Also, fuck him for saying that. Fuck you, giant piece of shit. Um, what she hears now just doesn't make sense. Doesn't, doesn't vibe with the person she knew. Wait, what they had of... vibe checks back in 2007? This is like 1990s, the... dude. Oh. <laughs> what they gave... was... He was 35 in 2009. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's uh, awkward. Remember how we figured out that uh, 2006 was like so fucking long ago? <laughs> she said, what could have happened to him in the last 15 years? Just, did a slight buildup start and form into rage? For now, it will remain a mystery. But there were a few obvious guesses, specialists say. Mental illness often comes in college. Pre-existing conditions triggered by stress and drastic life changes is what was told by Kevin Beaver, a professor at Florida State University. Those different mental disorders can feed into violence. The movement from breakdown to violence is often gradual, said Dr. Stephen Alexander a practicing psychologist who was once the chief psychologist for the Palm Beach Circuit Court. It starts with a slight, real or perceived, is what Alexander said. Perhaps after the breakdown, Paul was jealous of his sister's success. Perhaps he felt like a failure and needed someone to blame. Perhaps it was something else entirely. Whatever it was, it was likely something, and that became a slight. And that slight became resentment, and that resentment became rage. If Paul had OCD, or even as a profile by the U.S. Marshals Service implies, he merely thinks he has that, that would give him an excuse to revisit those feelings, then to turn them over in his mind. And over the time that he did that, the bitterness and unhappiness and the bad feelings would crystallize. And that is when all of those things will change into thinking about killing. At first, Alexander says, it would be a little like standing at the edge of a tall building. Most people would think, what if I jump? And then that feeling, a strong unease, and then you walk away. So he thinks, what if I kill them? And then you pat, and then the thought passes. But it comes back, and it comes back again. And it just keeps coming back until it's completely settled in and dug its grooves into his mind. Again, the OCD would make it worse, giving him an excuse to come back to the idea over and over and over until eventually the idea would become more concrete and it would start including where he would go and how he would do the killing. 
when Paul went to dinner that night, he may not have been sure he would kill, but he knew he was ready. When you look at them, you see, and they've been snapping all along, he said. This was just a buildup. This is just one thing that happened on Thanksgiving. Uh, glad I could share this wonderful story with all of you. Um, sad it's not wonderful. Sad uh, we couldn't have as much fun and giggles with it as we could have. But it was a very serious story that I think needed to be told. Because there are a lot of people who ate their family on Thanksgiving. But I don't think there's anyone who hated their family more than this fucking dude. We'll so. talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to it next episode. <laughs> but. We'll talk about it in uh, a f- couple weeks during uh, our some podcast at some point. Yeah, about how much Thanksgiving sucks. But in all holidays. In all, act- in all holidays suck. But in the aspect of it, we got through it. Uh, we went through it before. But we're all thankful for you guys and listening to Drunken Jurors. I'm very happy for all of you listening. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, follow us at You Hate to See It on all social media. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it is at Y-O-U-H-8-2-C-I-T on Twitter. If you want to find us on Podbean, go on to Podbean itself, type in You Hate to See It. And then when you go to our uh, our page specifically, if you go up to the right the top right corner you can become what is essentially a patreon but you just become a patron pay a certain amount of money you get different depending on the money you pay us you get different uh different little bonuses uh really depends on what you pay but the more you pay the the better you get as they all say if you pay at the highest level nick will fuck you and that's pretty lit (laughs) <laughs> that's dependent on a lot of things. Uh, the only thing that's dependent on is if, if you find Nick attractive enough Nick to be will fucking contemplate him. fucking you, which is good enough. <laughs> if you contemplate fucking Nick, you owe us another $10. <laughs> but, Gideon, we thank you. Getting at the end of this, uh, my name's Jeff. I'm Adam. I'm Nick. Adam, what you got to say? Um, I would really just like to say that no matter what you do or no matter who you are, you will never amount to anything compared to what we do and what we are because we're the best and you're the fucking worst. But want to know what would make you better? If you become a patron. Thank you so much for listening. Nick, (laughs) take it away. So I don't know, like of this season, this time of the year, we all think about family. And you know what family needs? Standards. Nick, you weren't oh, supposed we... to go on a rant. Oh. You know you know what family doesn't typically have? That we don't have? Structure? St- yeah. <laughs> Stability? Yeah. What are you going for here, Nick? Are you trying to hit us on the fields? Professionals have standards. Your family doesn't. And neither do we. So really, we're family. And that means that you should definitely give us more money and and become a patron. (laughs) We're exactly like your broke cousin. But what it really means is we love you. And we appreciate you.